From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Welcome to the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Live on the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. Immediately. Fucking. Fucking immediately. <laughs> hey, get out of that trash can. Chump boy, Chump boy. Well, he knows it's a classic. Movie. I'm still a mouthful. Yes, I did. I was like, this is the last time. John Dice. Dick Vanksy. Welcome to the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on video and on podcast platforms. I should look in the camera when I do this. <laughs> you. 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 You, uh-oh, the atomic leg drop. <laughs> Anyways, we're back at it as usual. Uh, actually, back on Monday. It was, yeah. uh, we've had a weird, weird schedule lately because Tommy and I have, as you know, we don't do this for a living. So, yeah. But we'd like to. A lot of things. Yeah, yeah, that'd be so cool. Go to, go to patreon.com slash and quads. Sign up for Patreon. Let's get uh, about 20 more and let's do drink-alongs on Zoom calls. That would be that would be cool. I would like that. I'll claw I'll claw out a red wine out, and maybe I'll even throw in a fully loaded Jew. Mm. Tommy, let's talk about fully loaded Jew. Look at that. The following podcast has been sponsored by Fully Loaded Tobacco Free Dip. Uh, yeah, go to uh, fullyloadedchew.com. Use coupon code HEALPOD10. That's HEALPOD10. I'll put it at the bottom throughout the episode like I did for Go Green Hemp. But this and future episodes of the show are sponsored by Fully Loaded Chew. They've got all different kinds. Uh, dark wintergreen. They do have a lot of flavors. Regular wintergreen. They've got a bourbon flavor. I haven't tried that yet. I want that yeah. next. Um, but it's awesome because if anybody's like me or Levi, we used to dip, don't anymore. We use the nicotine pouches. These are a little more like dip. You have the actual one, like the can with the substance that's not tobacco, but it looks like tobacco. Uh, it's got a little bit of a, a, a tea leafy taste to it, but it's, you get that nicotine buzz from it, but it also produces spit that looks like dip. So it makes you I, feel like you're actually dipping. I literally just, as soon as you said that, just figured out that it's tobacco-free. Yeah. I, 
I, the whole time I was looking at it, I was like, oh, this is just, wow, awesome, yeah. cool. Yeah. So Go it, to fullyloadedchew.com. It, like, it looks like tobacco. It looks like dip, but it's not. So and there then, is dark wintergreen, wintergreen, mint, peach, classic, bourbon, berry, cherry, and straight. So you kind of have that skull line of flavors mm-hmm. if you compare it to dip. That yeah, is pretty cool, dude. It's awesome. You get that, you, like I said, you get that, put put it in. I have mine in for about an hour. Lasts longer than the nicotine pouches, obviously, because those about 20 minutes and they're toast. Um, but yeah, fine product, tasty. Get that same buzz you get from a dip. And then the pouches are nice too. They're real, they come out and they're really juicy. Like you have it on your ha- fingertips w- before you put it in. Like you can feel the juice in it. It's nice. Oof. That's a good moist dip. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll actually I like show that. you here. I hope I get my cans today. That's what the pouch looks like. Uh, oh. And then see? Can you see it? Oh, I want to smell your fingers so bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the pouches, by the way. Yeah. I'll, uh, so, I'll email and be like, hey, he didn't get his care package. But he's supposed to be sending another one the guy that I've been dealing with here. Oh, well, I hope he sends me one this time because I sure would like some. There is free shipping on orders, $40 or more, plus the coupon code HEALPOD10 gets you 10% off. So get yourself some fully loaded chew. There is some solid deals on here. I'm actually looking at them right now. There is a membership as well. You can become a member and like, it's like an annual fee and your can is like basically a a dollar every can's like a dollar off so for instance here i'll go to the straight dip and one can is without a membership one can is 449 a can five pack which is a roll Roll. is 439 (laughs) and a log which is a 10 pack is 399 per can so you're better off getting a 10 pack and then a subscriber gets the two for three forty nine a can, which is twenty two point twenty seven percent off per can. Yes, and <laughs> Jesus, I get that's scary. I get the full nicotine, which is seven milligrams, uh, which is one down from the on that I use. That's eight. So, but they also have the different levels, like any other nicotine pouch. Oh, cool. Okay, because I was curious. Well, they, but, the straight one only has full and – let me see here. Let me go back to that. I would advise you if you are a dipper or used to be a dipper and you are looking for a substitute uh, to start with the seven. It's It, it doesn't right. seem like it's as strong as the straight pouches, but that's because, you know, obviously there's other stuff in it. But it's spiced with cayenne pepper, so that's where you get that nice buzz from. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That burn? Yeah. All right. So there you go, our newest sponsor. Tommy dug around and got that one. So buy some fully loaded chew if you do that kind of thing. Like, I want my care package so I can stop using these things. Yeah, fully loaded. Get and on I'm going to order some anyways. Yeah. Um, Come on, fully loaded. Also, before we get to Bash at the Beach 2000... I wanted to mention, uh, thank Mike and Jay from We Watched a Movie. Uh, they are moving on to another network, and they have invited us. We've been invited to go with them. 
so I'm looking into that. We'll see. I'm waiting on the, the head of that network to get with me through email. And to nice kind, of tell, kind of tell me what uh, they're all about. I want to know what their kind of their plan is before we jump on board. And that's all you get to know for now. <laughs> so this week, we are just the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast by ourselves. Presented by the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. And full There's contract disputes right now. We're working it out, though. Yeah. See, I got the, I got the contract papers right here, and we got to <laughs> sign them. And... We're looking into it. Anyways. So we might be in a, in, a, in a new home next week, but we'll see. All right. And uh, Ernie Ball, if you want to sponsor the show, I yeah, can use Ernie smart Ball. guitar strings. So. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Who else? Seymour Duncan, EMG, Fishman Pickups, if you want to sponsor the show. Frank's Red Hot, if you'd like to sponsor the show. <laughs> uh, Dunlap, Dunlap Jazz Picks, Flex. Vicks Melatonin Gummies. My kids oh. eat these up. So if you want to sponsor the show. That'd be nice. Uh, who else? Here we I go. got some CBD gummies with melatonin in them, and they make me dream weird. Blowfish for hangovers. If you want to sponsor the show, I use your product. What is quite that? Often. It's like a it's like an Alka Seltzer tablet, but it's blo- called hmm. Blowfish. It's specifically for hangovers. And Interesting. It, it works because right. I used one yesterday because I was very hungover. Oh, it was Sunday morning yesterday. Yes. And you were just finished your work week, right? Dude, I had a throbbing headache yesterday morning, and then I used the blowfish. You work, you work Saturday, right? Oop. Tuesday through oh, that's Friday. Right. That's Double right. on Friday. Week. That's right. That's right. You were, Actually, still, my... you were still recovering from Friday. <laughs> yeah. Work. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually might start working Tuesday nights as well, just because it's been so slow lately. Not so much slow, just lack of money. Everybody kind of started stop tipping once they stopped getting that extra six hundred dollars a week (laughs) to sit on their fucking ass. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, I'm back at work, putting my life on the line. Yeah, no shit. To not make any money. Anyways, all right, Spe- let's get speaking of putting your life on the line, let's talk about Bash at the Beach 2000. <laughs> a little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash auto refi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Bash, WCW Bash at the Beach 2000 took place July 9th, 2000 in Daytona Beach, Florida at the Ocean Center. It says the attendance was 6,572 here on Wikipedia, but I think that's wrong because they said something like, I think there's like 4,000. But that arena did look pretty packed so i don't yeah. know maybe it was like four thousand paid 
Uh, yeah, because I know quite a bit of it was papered. I think yeah. it was like I think it was yeah. like seventy thirty and thirty was papered, which is it uh, isn't bad for WCW in two thousand because I mean they were not doing well. No, it was kind of already on the. Uh, as usual for today's reviews, as I have been doing lately, I'll be using the four one one mania dot com as our uh, guidelines. There's a train roaring in the background, so we'll see if that's. Okay, figured <laughs> figured it was picking that up. Uh, so Bash of the Beach 2000 is obviously the big incident with Hogan, and I guess we'll talk about that later, but I never did really understand if that was like a shoot or... Like, I don't know. It was we'll like talk a, about that when we get to that. It was like a work, work shoot. shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we, oh, I know it opens up with the cat rolling up. Ernest the Cat Miller <laughs> rolls up and the, and the Jung Dragons are fucking with him the entire show. God. <laughs> Those, the backstage segments in this show were actually pretty funny. Oh yeah, yeah, they were. Like when they're coming out of the laundry the hamper and everything. Are there the stereo the on? Yeah. Uh... And our hosts, the hosts are, let me look at this real quick, because I know Shivani, obviously. Scott Hudson, Mark Madden, and Tony Shivani. One of them, I don't know who it was that was talking, but it just felt, I don't know, it felt like the C announced team with Shivani. Like, yeah. Shivani's obviously an A-list commentator. Right. But the other guys, you know, it just, I guess it's WCW 2000, so it felt like WCW 2000. It never felt the same after the brain kind of left the desk. Yeah. It just was Mongo. I mean, yeah. Mongo was kind of um, a big part of that too. Yeah. Hudson, Hudson was okay. I always preferred Mike Tanay though. Was Hudson bald dude. Yeah. On the, our left. Of yes. Shivani? On our left. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mark Madden's the bigger guy. That's right. And he, uh, show- he obviously he's still doing stuff. He, he works for a Pittsburgh radio station doing sports. Oh, yeah, it says he was born in Pittsburgh, so there we go. Okay. And his last name is Madden, so he should probably do sports. Uh, the first match of the games. night is – or create video games. first match of the night is Lieutenant Loco, Chavo Guerrero, defeating Juventud Guerrera for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship in 12 minutes and 7 seconds. It's not quite a 1997 Cruiserweight match, but it wasn't bad. It was an okay opener. Good opener, fair. Um, I really enjoyed the uh, promo from Conan before the match. He was. This was the time when he'd have the ladies with him, and he'd like, you know, they'd touch him, and he'd be like, "That's enough." <laughs> I don't know why. I always thought that was funny as a kid, but That's it, it still is funny. Um, and then Disco being weird and repeating everything that Conan says. Yeah, that I was gonna mention. I was like, why? Why is he doing that? But and then because they were. What is their faction name again here? Oh, my God. Let me see here. It should say MIA. MIA was uh, Hugh Morris and and, uh, Lieutenant Loco and Hugh G. Rection. We'll figure it out. Hugh G. Rection. Anyways. uh, That's going to bother me. 
No, it's really bothering me. Let me see here. What about Lieutenant Loco? Oh, I was just going to say Chavo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dun, dun, dun. Chavo. Dun, 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 dun. Chavo. Dun, dun, dun. Anyways, yeah. uh, I was going to read through all this, I guess, on 4 Woman Mania here. I'm trying to. It's kind of hard to hit bullet points on that. I didn't really. This show was kind of a hard one knowing going into it. It was kind of a hard one to give my full attention to, but matches that I saw like this one, I was like, it's probably going to be a pretty decent one. Yeah. Um, trying to, I'm trying but, to find the name. It's going to drive me crazy. Yeah. Because we just, I, I just saw it two nights ago and I can't remember now. Um. <clears throat> Hoovy is carrying the title belt from an angle that I must have missed because I don't recall him stealing it. This is all coming from 401 Mania, by the way. The MIA and animals are banned from ringside. Filthy animals. There you go. I thought filthy animals was Hooven's group. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It's Conan, Hoovy, Disco, and Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio, that's right. I had the teams. I was going to say Filthy Animals was the other team. I had them mixed up. Yeah. Um, Maskless Rey Mysterio. I remember I used to go to my hairdresser when I was a kid and say, I want the Rey Mysterio haircut, which is just a buzz cut. <laughs> but my hairdresser watched wrestling, and she was like, all right, we'll give you the Rey Mysterio one, okay? And I'm like, I want to be Rey Mysterio when I grow up. I'd go to small. I'd go to mine and I'd say, "I want the Uncle Terry Jean Balea." And they're like, "What?" <laughs> and then I'd the show them a picture of Uncle Hulk Terry, Hogan, and they're like, "Who's Uncle Terry Jean Balea?" No, I never got a Terry. That's the Hulkster haircut. kid. Anyways, I won't read through all of that, but yeah, it's a it's a good cruiserweight match. And like I said, it's it's out of the Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero days of fast-paced badass just non-stop cruiserweight action it's more of bigger dudes but, but man chavo and juventude they did a pretty good job here i think pretty they, solid it was fast-paced enough yeah it was pretty solid there was there was like usual the outside interference kind of i mean not too much interference but like they were there you know yeah, there both had to be some te- both sort teams of were banned from ringside on. And both of them came out wearing masks because you couldn't tell that it was them because they were wearing the same stuff they were wearing when they brought the two down to the ring. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, The finish goes with, let's see here. Major guns distracts Hooventude leading to a tornado DDT attempt, which is reversed to a drunk driver, which is reversed again to the curtain called by Chavo for a two count. Hoovy comes back with the drunk driver for a two count and Chavo finishes with the tornado DDT four on one here says too much sports entertainment and not enough wrestling, but the thought was there. They gave it two stars, but yeah. I think it was a little better, I guess I maybe, but two and a I don't half-ish. Know. Um, yeah, we yeah, this was, this was a weird time in WCW because there was the weight classes were, there were blurred lines in those like, yeah. Ray Mysterio already held the world heavyweight title. Uh, Kidman had just got out of a program with Hogan. 
in the spring. Oh yeah. Um, I forgot about that. God, yeah. That was so weird. Yeah. Um, and, and they were also WCW was using the term sports entertainment for the first time. And they had always called it wrestling in this match too. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely weird. Cause I heard it and I was like, I've never really heard them say that. And I thought it was a shot at the bed. It was, but <laughs> yeah, it figures. Uh, I feel like there was something in between here, but it's not noted. Uh, that's, I think this is when Jeff Jarrett's backstage. With the cat. Yeah. yeah. He goes with, in the cat's and office. The Viking lady. Cause the fat lady was going to sing for uncle Terry's career. That's right. Oh. <laughs> uh, then we get the hardcore title match because the WCW hardcore title was necessary. Yeah. Big Vito versus Norman Smiley and, and Ralph, Ralph is, is. I guess. Yes. Yeah. It was supposed to be Johnny the Bull, but Johnny the Bull and Terry Funk had had a hardcore match on Thunder, the previous Thunder before this, which I actually watched. Oof. Nitro and Thunder at this time. I mean, the pay-per-views were bad, but Nitro and Thunder were extremely bad. Um, yeah. So Terry Funk is has taken Johnny the Bull under his wing, but his final test to get to the title, he has to fight Terry Funk, not Balea. Because um, we would say Balea. Right. So, so uh, <laughs> Johnny the Bull gets injured, and uh, Big Vito needs an opponent. The cat finds an opponent, and it's screaming Norman Smiley with the big wiggle. And ah, 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 him and his screaming thing. Ralphus's gut is bigger than ever here. Ralphus is the king. I can, I'll, I'll read this whole paragraph here. Hardcore title, Big Vito versus Norman Smiley. Hey, he's back and still wrestling for the same title. Yay. Vito adds Ralphus to the match because he's hardcore. We start on the rampway and head to the back. Ralphus has finally learned to swing a garbage can. CF Slambury this year. I think that was the show. They fight on the hood of the truck and use plastic dinnerware of doom. Aw, geez. Even Madden's making jokes about it, so you know it's lame. They continue on into the elevator. Gee, one guess who's booking this match. Vito leaves Norman lying there and chases Ralphus back to the ring. Carnage ensues. Vito puts him through a table for the pin. Wow, one match in and back to jobbing for Norman. Yep. I was really disappointed. I was I was really hoping, because I don't... I've watched this show, but it's always just kind of in the background. I'm totally with you, yep. I watched it a few times in the background. I was really hoping that Ralphus would get the win. <laughs> just to give Ralphus a pop, man. Yeah, get, you know? he was over, dude. Especially with Jericho, yes. Yeah, he, he was, was definitely over. At this time, it, it kind of wore off a little bit. But, man, they were paying him. They were paying Ralphus big money. He was getting a couple hundred grand a year to do this shit, so... And he wow. was a truck driver before that. Oh, man. It's just the way she goes, I guess. Uh, the way she goes. I think this is when they're cleaning up. Is this when they're cleaning up the ring outside after this match? Or is that no, after that's the after wedding? The, the wedding gown. Yeah. Okay. They, I don't know what they went to here backstage, but there, had, there was a backstage segment in between everything. So there had to have been something. Was this one Mike it's Awesome? It's not noted on here. Maybe it was Mike Awesome. 
I feel like it. He's, oh no, it was Nash. Nash. Oh yeah, that's right. Just quick Nash and Mean Gene interview, right? And Nash was not very engaged in the conversation. Yeah, and it was just about how his buddy he wants to get his buddy's contract. He's got to be Goldberg to get that's his friend. You know, they started in this business together or something. Whatever he said. 2000 is weird and it's forgettable it's highly forgettable very i had forgot all of this shit other than you know the the title the main match. event and the t- yeah uh the wedding gown match is next and i will be straight up i skipped this match because Wolf, i felt dude. that there was no there was no need for me to watch it and yeah so i'll read the notes here from 411 mania I don't even know if that's uh, necessary, dude. <laughs> we can just skip it. I mean, it's just so, – it was it, over David Flair, right? Uh, yeah, it's David Flair and Crowbar, which I always like Crowbar. Um, yeah. Daphne was – I always thought she was cool. Uh, Miss Hancock, Stacey Keebler, uh, obviously. But, hot, and this, hot. This match was so fucking god-awful. They gave it four stars, so. Maybe for the, Stacey's dancing – I guess. I don't but know. the match itself was garbage. <laughs> and then the whole wedding cake thing, and Scott Hudson's like, oh, it's never good when there's a wedding cake at ringside. Like, what? Yeah, I don't know. I don't How many fucking what that means. matches have you seen with a wedding cake at ringside before this? <laughs> it just happens all the time, man. Oh, man. It, it, but it, yeah, it was trash. This match sucked. It wasn't a match. It shouldn't have and happened. I, and I, I noted it on SummerSlam 2000 as well, but I'll say it here too. Women's wrestling has come a long way a in long 20 years. Way. A long <laughs> way. Because now there's, the women are putting on better matches, especially in the Fed. They're putting on better matches than the guys most of the time. Yeah. Like if I watch the Fed, I'm going to watch, I want to watch Becky and Charlotte and all the girls and right. Sasha because, and Bailey because it's good. It's good wrestling. Mm-hmm. I will just say uh, this about the quote unquote match. Uh, the finish was Stacy or Miss Hancock ripping her own gown off to dance. And then the ref calls for the bell and the ref sits down with Crowbar and they just watch her dance. And the ref had got pantsed and then tucks his ref shirt into his underwear, which was weird. Crowbar takes his own pants off. So they're sitting pantsless. Crisscross applesauce because we're not allowed to say Indian style anymore for some reason because it's offensive. I don't know how, but um, whatever. And and Jemima offends me too. Yeah, well, definitely a syrup bottle that we've known and loved since forever. And I've ate since I was fucking two years old. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, the match was stupid. Let's move on. Yeah, and that's why the cake is all over the place. Yeah. Then we go backstage, and this is when the young dragons... Uh, They're pouring the fucking water bottles on the cake to try to get it off. Yeah, I, and the dude mopping, I was I was like, are you fucking seriously trying to mop right now? Yeah. Like, it was. I was getting pissed watching him just go... And I'm like, you're just smearing it everywhere, dude. Yeah. Where's the bucket? Yeah, it's the icing, at? dude. It's lard. You're doing it's no like, good. And it was funny because I could almost see the exact moment that they got the call in the earpiece and just said, just flip the mat and yeah. fucking move on. Because they were just like, I don't know who those dudes were, but they were pathetic at cleaning up. Yeah. And a water bottle? I have to observe the one cleaning thing because I, you know, 
I yeah. keep a clean kitchen. Right. So I have to make, I, I know how to clean some shit. All right. So I had to observe that. Uh, but yeah. And then we get the young dragons, the art, of, they're practicing the art of not being seen uh, by the cat and the music in the background is playing and gives them away. And the cat's like, what is that? It's like, Doo-doo. and then they attack him. I think that's when they attack him. Yeah. That's when they're jumping out of the, the laundry bins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get to, this is what 411 says, we get to hear the idiots talk for a while as the inept ring crew attempts to clean up the mess from the cake with bottled water and a mop. Hey guys, it's called soap and water. Look it up. <laughs> Either the crowd is inordinately excited at regularly timed intervals about watching the cleanup job or the heat machine is still on. You got that right, 411 mania. And then we get the WCW World Tag Title Match, the perfect event, which was Chuck Palumbo and Sean Stasiak, neat, versus Chronic, Brian Adams and Brian Clark. Yes. And uh, I got to say, this one was fairly enjoyable because it was just a normal tag team match. It wasn't bad. There wasn't bullshit going on. It was just a straight-up tag match with different guys. It's not... You know, it's not Harlem Heat and the Outsiders for the 300th time. It's 2000 WCW with new people. And, man, Chronic was always cool because those are some massive dudes. Yeah, and it's, it's Crush and Wrath. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. that's Okay, I, I knew it was Crush and the other dude. I couldn't think of who yeah. that was. Um, Adams dumps Palumbo and presses Stasiak onto him. Back in Chronic Toys with the champs for a bit. Adams gets double teamed outside and plays Pothead and Peril back in. A sleeper from both Perfect and Event follows. Stasiak sure likes that move. Hot tag to Clark follows eventually, but Palumbo escapes the meltdown with the world's crappiest DDT. Pier 6 erupts and the champs double team Clark. Chronic comes back and hits two high times and a sort of powerbomb variant on the Doomsday device to finish it and win the tag titles back. The match sucked and dragged badly near the end, and Chronic never should have lost the belts to begin with. Uh, I kind of disagree. I think the match was one of the highlights of the show, for, as far as like a normal match goes. <clears throat> like Any other amazing. pay-per-view, it would have been a shitty match. This pay-per-view, it was fantastic. I think it's context. Yeah, yeah. context is key in that. Because yeah. of what was on this card, that's like... A- Okay, cool. It's just a normal tag match. I didn't see anything too wrong with it. It's early for that. What a great name for a tag team, by the way, Chronic. Yeah, are they? Especially in 2000. Dr. Dre Chronic was out that year. Yeah. I just didn't know if they were like, if it was a weed thing. Is it a weed thing? Well, I mean, their finishing move was called High Times. Yeah, that's true. You be the judge. Yeah. Okay, you can turn the shower on now. Instead of just running the water forever. Let's just have a moment of silence for the shower that's running real quick. We can hear you can hear it, right? Yeah. I heard okay. it turn on because my oh, eyes went. Yeah, I, I, I figured that's what that was. Uh, Let's see. I feel like there was something backstage in between this. They don't have all that. This could have been Mike Awesome because we got the Nash one before. So I think yeah, this was my awesome. Then we get Canyon versus Booker T. Another standout match on the card because it was normal, not a lot of bullshit. 
Uh, Two good workers. Sense. Who uh, better than Canyon? Who better than Canyon? When did he say that? Was it during Positively Canyon or was it before? I think it was when he was with the triad. So okay. before this. So like 99. Yeah. Because here he's just <clears throat> wearing a wig and pretending to basically be DDP. Yeah. Friend yeah. of the show, DDP. Friend of the show. Good friend of the show. Our best, best friend, Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, 4 on 1 says, you know, you don't get much more street cred than a white guy in a Hollywood Hogan shirt raising the roof at ringside. That's okay. a little racist. Yeah. <laughs> Booker, T, Booker T chant to start. Good for you, Daytona. Canyon bails quickly. Back in. Booker dumps Canyon and disposes of the brick in the book. Missile clothesline gets two. Oh, the two count. The br- they brawl outside and Canyon puts Book under the stairs and then chairs them. Ooh. Canyon controls back in with his groovy inverted Boston Crab, which Booker powers out of for two. Reversed by Canyon for two. Booker comes back with the Spine Buster for two. Canyon uses the brickless Book of Doom, but there's no brick. So Booker spins up, axe kick, scissor kick, and the bookend gets two count. Jeff Jarrett runs in, guitars Booker, and the Canyon Cutter finishes for Canyon. Yes, that means Booker's getting the title tonight. He gave it two <laughs> and three quarter stars. That does. Th- that was the one thing about the show that I was like, "That's weird that he loses to Canyon and then he wins the belt later." Right. Very s- strange booking. Like as much as Russo had this thought out because we've all heard the story about how he had to talk to Hogan. We're about to get to that, but. Um, you would think it'd be like Booker has to go over Canyon, yeah. but and it wasn't a clean he, finish. He well, yeah, it wasn't a clean finish. So that that there's that, but he also they make him look strong. Had a hard on for Booker T, like big time, like which I mean we all did in 2000. We thought, I mean, I thought as a kid, I remember thinking Booker T. I always like Book, yeah. So. He deserved the 2000 run, but then the belt changed 300 times. So yeah. it was like it made his run less. I don't know. But, yeah, I thought that was a – it was a pretty decent match. I mean, the only thing that kind of keeps the credibility is the fact that the finish was interference and screwy. There was a lot of tomfoolery going around on this yeah. event. Yeah. Uh, then we get the U.S. title match, and that's Scott Steiner versus Mike Awesome. Maybe this was the Mike Awesome promo. I don't know what's in between. <laughs> I don't, this isn't – this isn't the remember. best written 411 article. Let's yeah. put it that way. I love this website. I'm probably going to use it from now on because it's free, unlike the Wrestling Observer. But these guys usually write pretty good articles, but this one's kind of just thrown together, it seems like. No probably because the show was thrown together. Just thrown together. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I have the same I have the same SummerSlam 2000 one brought up for SummerSlam 2000. So... We'll see the difference. But, yeah, it's probably just because they weren't enthused about the show. Whoever wrote yeah. the article. Uh, <clears throat> Scott Steiner versus Mike Awesome. If I were booking, I'd put Awesome over for the title here so you can build a new star with him and not particularly hurt Steiner. But it's Russo's, but it's Russo's so we shall see. And, again, the announce team borrows my material as Madden makes a French fries joke about Shane Douglas. If only Madden would take his stuff from Silent Ball. Bob instead of Jay. Awesome hits a top, a 
Austin hits a Tope Con Hilo over the railing to start, and we brawl into the crowd, to the back, and back to the ring again. Into the ring where Steiner drops an elbow for two. Awesome comes back, but goes up and gets suplexed off. Fight to the outside where Awesome goes nuts with a chair. Into the ring again. Steiner hits belly to belly, but the cat prevents the recliner. Awesome gets a roll-up for two and a frog splash for two. Ref is bumped. Cat interferes to no effect. Steiner suplexes Awesome for two and applies the recliner. So the cat rings the bell and strips Steiner of the U.S. title, which is probably the lamest ending possible because it devalues an already worthless title even more since there was no evidence that Steiner cared about that belt to begin with. Match was okay. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. And I agree, Mark Madden could have kept his mouth shut a little bit more on this show. And he's referring to Jane Silent Bob. The movie Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, it just came out. Yeah, and he was constantly saying snoochie boochies for the last couple of weeks on Nitro and Thunder, or Nitro because it's the brain and Shivani on Thunder, but Nitro, Madden just kept saying snoochie boochies, and he says it again here before this match, and I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. I feel like Madden was trying to be Heenan too much. He was trying to fill that heel color guy. He he was trying to be a cross (sighs) between Bobby Heenan and Howard Stern. That's what he always reminded me of. Yeah, I, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, we get the video package and then the graveyard match with the Demon versus Vampiro. This one, I don't really need to read their thing on, but this was a weird... Uh, it was just kind of there. It wasn't... I don't know. I was dozing out while I was watching it, but I was watching it, and I was just like, okay... It was stupid. It was fucking (laughs) stupid. It was not. It was nothing like the boneyard match. It was nothing even like the boner yard match, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But yeah, holy fuck. Okay, so the demon idea. I don't know what the fuck. I remember when Gene Simmons' book came out and I bought it, or I got it for Christmas. But I remember I read it in like two hours because I was just flying through it. Just get that kiss knowledge in me. But he yeah. does talk about the demon idea, the wrestler idea, because wrestling was hot. He knew that. He knew he could make a buck off of it. And the fact that they – at one point, it was supposed to be all four Kiss characters were supposed to have wrestlers based on them. Oof. Not only that, they were going to have female versions of all four characters. So it was going to be like a big stable of Kiss characters – well, it's wrestling. politically correct. But oh man. It yeah. this, I mean, I was I was hyped because Kiss was really, really popular again at this point. <clears throat> and this is around the time of the farewell tour. So the farewell tour. The first one. Um huh. but yeah, that was twenty years ago. That's a- Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw them April twenty fifth of two thousand. But uh wow. It it just it didn't go over well. It was stupid. Should have never happened. And the funniest thing is Gene actually pitched the idea to Vince first. And Vince thought it was dumb. And then he went to, hmm. to Bischoff. And I if I remember correctly, Shivani's a big KISS fan and he he was all on board for it. Huh. 
And then they were going to have a pay-per-view on New Year's Eve, and it was going to be half Kiss concert, half wrestling event. Because that's that WCW money, you know? And Kiss I mean, is it getting just a makes sense, man. It just makes one. fucking yeah. sense. <laughs> just makes sense. Yeah, right. let's move on. Yeah, the match was shit. I like the little insight that you had, though. I'm glad you read. You know, I'm glad the Kiss knowledge comes in handy. Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah, well, for the demon. I mean, it's Gene yeah. Simmons. We get Buff Bagwell versus Shane Douglas. Speaking of no redeeming value, it's nice to see Bagwell being punished for getting arrested and being an asshole backstage by sticking him on a pay-per-view marquee match. Kidman, take note. You should have left with the rest of them. Brawl outside to start to disguise the fact that neither guy can work a wrestling match anymore. Back in for some resting and Tori wiggles down to ringside and distracts Shane long enough for Buff to get a two count. But since it didn't end the match, Russo logic dictates that this is a swerve. Yeah, because swerves sell tickets. And of course, she turns off Buff and Shane hits the Pittsburgh plunger for two. Buff gets a DDT and tries the blockbuster, but Tori stops him and Shane lifts Danny Doring's wham bam thank you ma'am inverted stunner for the pin. Bleh. This is a massive waste of Tori, especially given the heat stink that Douglas has become. That's what 401 says about it. Let me look at who wrote this article actually so I can give them credit. Scott Keith, August 29th, 2002. Scott Keith posted this. So credit to him ago. for all the stuff I'm reading. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, this match was this match was what it was. It was kind of a little more fast moving than I expected, but like he said, Russo logic of course has to be a swerve. Yeah. Where Tori turns on she turns on Buff and then leaves with Shane Douglas and it's just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, she just slaps, because she slaps Shane but then gives Buff the old nut. Yeah. Kick. That's the confusing yeah. part. So, I don't know, whatever. It's just <sighs> Wrestling Vince, Vince, Vince Russo, well, Vince Russo booking yeah. logic, bro. Bro. And then, of course, after this is when it happens. We get the WCW World Title match, if you want to call it that. Jeff Jarrett versus Hulk Hogan. We see Hulk Hogan as, Hulk Hogan's here. He's walking in the back. And <clears throat> they got it. He's got it written real short, but I don't even really need to read it. But Vince Russo... Is that ringside? Jeff Jarrett. He, he comes out first. Down. Jarrett's music plays. Jarrett doesn't come out. Russo comes out with a baseball bat. Jeff Jarrett comes out like right after him, finally. And then, yeah. So Russo's at ringside. Yeah. And the bell rings. And as soon as the bell rings, Jarrett lays down. And Hogan's like, seriously? And then he does. See, because Russo explained that this is what he pitched to Hogan because first Hogan said, that doesn't work for me, brother. And in the shoot interview, Russo says, okay, we're going to make you look like the best ever or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But you have to do this and it's going to look, you have to leave the building. It's going to look like you have real heat, blah, blah, blah. So that's where I'm confused as like, was it planned that Jarrett was supposed to lay down and then he's like, Hey Hogan, you got to do this. And Hogan's like, what the fuck? Because Hogan says this is why the company is in the shape it's in. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of like this. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of where the line you, you break the fourth wall, if you will, and say that, I feel like that's kind of just 
realistic. I don't know. It, it's okay. confusing because I don't know how much of a shoot it was. So when I listened to 83 Weeks last night, yes, kids, I listened to 83 Weeks last night to get more context after watching this. Which is my favorite Conrad show, by the way. Bischoff said that Hogan knew that Jarrett was going to lay down. He goes, oh, yeah, brother, because then I'm going to leave with the belt. Okay. And he left with the the fake belt because Jarrett comes yes. out later with the real belt that has the dent on the top. That's how you could tell. So And one of the plates on the side is, like, hanging off. Yeah. It's not all the way on. So he knew, and he said, yeah, brother, because then I come back. They had planned this out through October, Bischoff and Hope. Yeah, yeah. And they said at Halloween Havoc, they're gonna, they were going to have a tournament before, and it was going to be two heels in the match at Halloween Havoc. So it would have probably been Jarrett and somebody else. In, in the match mm. at Halloween Havoc. And Hogan is supposed to come out and say, well, brother, I have a belt too. You're not going to have – whoever wins this match isn't the champion. Whoever wins this match has to face me to be the real champion, brother. Brother, brother. Yeah. So that's how, brother, it, was, that's how it was planned out to him, according to Bischoff. Russo's version is a little different. And Russo was supposed to have called Hogan the next day but Brad Siegel told him, we can't afford him. We can't afford to have him on the show. Don't call him. And Russo said, I should have called him anyways because I gave him my word. I would call him. I didn't call him. And that's where then you get the defamation of character lawsuit by Hogan towards WCW and Vince Russo. And that's where that goes. And that I, I think it was like 2002 or 2003 before it actually got resolved in court. And Bischoff said and- he was the one that advised Hogan to – sue he said i knew he i knew he should sue and i knew he would win okay that's good to know i i that clear that clears it up a little bit yeah because in in the everybody's said most people that worked with him have said it but they say you don't trust russo as far as you can throw him because of and, shit like this. And I mean, honestly, and he books day to day. Like Bischoff said in, in Bash episode, he said yeah. he, he books, he doesn't think about the future. He just books the crash TV or whatever. And Bischoff admitted, he said, I can, I can book a storyline. I suck at booking finishes. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he, mm. he, it was constructive criticism, even though he hates Russo, but he was being yeah. constructive and being honest by saying, yeah, he, was good at what he was good at, but he couldn't do this. And that's what wrestling is. You have to be able to book in advance or it doesn't work. Yeah. This has to be an art, you know, it can't just be a one night thing. And it's like, okay, what do we do now? I don't know. What what do you have? What's next? And that's what Hogan was asking. Well, what's next? Well, we don't know. Well, that doesn't work. Yeah. So they give him a bullshit story to make him happy and think, yeah. So it was a work shoot with like that famous Hogan tweet. It's all a work brother, but be careful because you're work yourself in a shoot brother. So it was a work shoot that turned into a shoot towards Hogan. That was, yeah. Okay. Well, there's a little insight on that for anybody who doesn't know those things, because even that cleared up some stuff for me. Because I've listened to most 83 weeks, weeks episodes, and actually most all of them, but that one I did, I've never listened to, and I don't yeah. know why. 
I, like listen, I remember one. that's when I was still listening to it when it when that one came out. So I'd listen to it when it came out. And then I was like, I should listen to that again last night because I want to refresh the stories and have something to bring to the table here. Yeah. All right. Well, after that, Vampiro returns and he comes out and talks. And you know what? I always I wanted to throw this out here, but I always loved the Vampiro character. I Vampiro is awesome to me. He's in good shape. He's a big dude. He was He's been around forever for already here. Yeah, yeah. The character was kind of perfect for 2000. I wish he would have got a world title run. Um, that never happened. But this this kind of just keeps the few of the sting going. Uh, and a bunch of sting masked druids come out and carry out a coffin. And then like a sting druid comes out of that. The lights go out and they're kind of like, oh my God, is that sting? Blah, 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 whatever. And... Yeah, they put Vampiro in the coffin. He's fake sleeping very well, and then it goes on. And it, and and it was not the out. real Sting that came out. And it, no, no, no. It was a local guy. And then this is when Russo comes out again, and, and he's bitching about the backstage politics. He's saying shit and goddamn a lot. Yeah. And uh, he said, Which we'll never see that piece of, of shit in this company again. And yeah. Hulk Hogan, you bald bastard, you can kiss my ass. So I guess this is what he was talking about. Like, this is his little thing where he comes out and makes Barry's Hogan, and it's got to look real, and this yeah. is a shoot. And even after this, the, the announcers are all going, uh, okay, well, I don't, this wasn't scripted, blah, blah, blah. It's not in our script. They just keep going about how it wasn't scripted. This is a shoot. And Tony Sean even says, this is what you call a shoot. Yeah. So. And Scott Hudson's like. Yeah, he's like, uh, <laughs> what's happening? But that that's the part that they talk about that Hogan didn't know he was going to do that. So they had, yeah, already, they had already left. Yeah. They flew from Daytona to Clearwater to go to Hogan's house. And Bischoff said, yeah, we were all high-fiving on the way to the plane. We were high-fiving on the plane. And then when we land, we turn our phones back on. And everybody's both of our phones lit up like Christmas trees. Everybody's saying what Russo did. That's what pissed Hogan off because he didn't know. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's when everything got fucked up. And with the fact that Russo didn't call him the next day, he thought it was a shoot. Yeah. 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 Cause Russo was supposed to call and, and he never did. So, yeah. Uh, then we get Goldberg versus Kevin Nash for Scott Hall's contract or whatever. Um, yeah, this match was – it was Kevin Nash versus Goldberg in a shorter – it's a short Kevin Nash versus Goldberg match. Um, I'm trying to see if I even really need to read these notes. I'll just read it real quick. Now, if only Russo had done the same job on Kevin Nash, my night would be complete. Oh, well, there's always next pay-per-view. Nash gets a quick choke slam as Stott Steiner joins us at ringside. Nash side slam gets a two count. Spear misses and gets a double K and it's a double KO. Nash goes for the powerbomb and Steiner makes a long overdue heel turn against Nash. Then Spear, Jackhammer, and the three count. Doug Goldberg tears up Hall's contract and good riddance. Two bad angles aren't legally binding because I could live with never seeing either Hall or Nash again. 
Wow. Now I can't. Yeah, I love. I can't Hall and either. Ash. That's, that's a little. Rough. That's a little harsh. There. We would never say that. Yeah. So, anyways, that was what it was. If you're gonna watch Goldberg and Nash, I guess you should watch the Starcade '99 one because it's more of a more of a match, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah, everything that I heard over the last couple of days from listening to all this shit, it was a way to give Goldberg his win back from Starcade. Because apparently that uh, bugged him for some reason. Eight months later. Yeah. Nine months later. All right. And then we go on to the world title match. Uh, Jeff Jarrett versus Booker T. This is – announcers once again are like, this is not booked, so we're just going to wing it basically. This is wasn't on the thing. So, anyways, yeah. Um, this is – the best part of the show, of course, the main yeah. event, because Booker T finally gets his. And it's Jeff Jarrett and Booker T, and they, they have another match at New Blood Rising, and then I think they have one or two more throughout the year. And then it's Scott Steiner and Booker T feud going into, like, 2000, I think. 2001, sorry. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I won't read the notes on this one, but I thought this was a pretty good match. Um, not too much fuckery. A little if fuckery. I remember, a little bit, but not too much. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just watched it this morning, but it's see, it bothers me when I, I've watched this match multiple times and I don't remember it per se. But I guess it's because my mind is like, you don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> and I've always wanted to watch all of the Jarrett and Booker T matches to see if like which one is the best. Yeah. Because this one's obviously great because it's like Booker T gets that crowning moment finally, but he loses. He loses the belt, I think, at the next one. It goes back to Jared. Yeah, Jarrett it's, it's quick. Um, I just the match is is decent. I mean, it's it's a Jeff Jarrett Booker T match, but the the real story behind it is like just when Book wins the title, the crowd reaction. Like you really see how over he was at this time. Yeah, and overdue. And, and he, the genuine like reaction he gave because he didn't yeah. he didn't know this match was gonna happen really before this and you that's the cool thing about wrestling sometimes is when something like this happens you do get a positive out of it because, and they just kind of put it back i guess they had to put it together backstage and just say yeah. okay let's just wing it and if they winged it they did a really good job winging it yeah you know? just i mean like i said the crowd reaction everybody raising the roof and everything yeah. It was cool. And he was, you know, like screaming with the holding the belt up on the turnbuckle. It was it was it was an awesome visual to see. It's a good moment. Even good twenty moment years later it. it was so cool to see it. Because you don't see it a lot. Know. No, no, you don't get to see those big crowning moments a lot anymore. Unless it's, you know, a company who cares about building new stars. <laughs> uh but yeah, as you know, Booker T goes into WWF as the WCW champion because he wins it on the final Nitro, I believe, mm -hmm. and he eventually loses it to The Rock at SummerSlam 2001, which maybe we'll cover this year. I don't think we've done 2001, have we? I don't think so. I don't think so. I know we did 05. We did Terry and Sean. And we did 02 and yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 01. And then I, I already have an episode art for New Blood Rising, by the way, so. Yeah, I was thinking we should probably do that one. Yeah. Um, 
anyways, yeah, that's Bash of the Beach 2000. It is what it is. In a nutshell. Not, in a nutshell, that's Bash of the Beach 2000. So um, stay tuned for more videos. Yes. We'll do <laughs> – we're going to do – okay, so watch this one. <laughs> then go to the like the current events. We're going to talk about Top and Sh- Talk and Shop Mania. Then we're going to do SummerSlam 2000. Neither one of those are going to be as long as this video, though. So. Yeah, yeah. We're going we're gonna to – But in audio up, form, so. it'll all be together because that's too much. Yes. Too much editing. All right. Well, we'll see you guys in the next video. It's a great time to get a great deal on a new car when you get approved for an auto loan from PenFed. Our powered by True Car rates are as low as 1.39% APR on new vehicles. Finance for a longer term to lower your monthly bill. Plus, take up to 60 days to schedule your first payment. Join PenFed and together we'll keep you moving forward. Anyone can apply. Visit penfed.org/auto or call 1-800-247-5626. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound. So you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Welcome back to the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast and the, the, the triple header, if you will, of this Monday, August 10th or yeah. 11th. What is yeah. today? 10th, I called I think. it. Yeah. On Instagram yesterday when I was promoting it, I called it the mega summer of 2000, McLarge huge summer event Mc- or something like that. McLarge huge. McLarge That sounds huge. amazing. Uh, this one will be the one where we cover some current events. And, of course, at the start of this one, I assume you will see the legend Kamala has passed away. Um, that sucks because... He was, you know, it was always kind of, it was kind of a goofy character, but I always liked Kamala and I liked the matches with the undertaker, him in the dungeon of doom. He belonged there. You know, it was the weird thing. So yeah. Um, James Harris, Kamala rest in peace. He was 70 years old. It says his cause of death is unknown, but he had been battling with health issues in recent years back in 2011. And he had also just tested for positive for COVID before he passed away. So yeah. I'm assuming that that's going to be part of it. He had both of his legs Maybe contributed as well. Yeah. So yeah. He obviously had some underlying health issues that obviously made him susceptible to COVID. But it, it's always a bummer when somebody like that passes away, especially if you're a wrestling fan, because that was, if you're around my age or even Levi's age, that's somebody you remember from your childhood. Yeah. He had, he had, you know, legendary bouts with Hogan and and like you said the Undertaker around what was that 92 Survivor Series the casket match something like yeah yeah I think it was 92 yeah Yeah. um but obviously everybody kind of knows like if you're into like wrestling figures you know about the moon belly Kamala Hasbro that's worth like 20 grand because it's so rare I think there's only like 20 known in existence so uh, but yeah, it's a shame. So condolences to the Harris family and his friends and obviously his fans. Uh, real quick, before we get into other stuff, I just looked up the, first of all, the graphic for All Out 2020 from AEW is sick looking and the only match listed so far is John Moxley versus MJF. That's the AEW be, title. 
fucking amazing. Does MJF win the belt here? I fucking hope so. <laughs> I do too, but at the same time, yeah. I think I don't it's know, time. Man. I mean, Moxley won it in February. Yeah, it would be How- good. And then you can go on to have the programs with MJF and whoever else. Maybe that's Kenny Omega. Maybe that's yeah. who beats him. I don't know. We'll and see. Then- at this time, you know, we don't know when we're going to get wrestling with fans again. So my yeah. original rebuttal to that would, would have been, I want to see MJF win it with fans because that's the kind of, you know, they're going to throw trash mm-hmm. and all that yeah. shit you do and just the reaction you're going to get. By the way, this video is sponsored, like all of our videos right now, by Fully Loaded Tobacco Free. Go to, go to FullyLoadedChew.com and use coupon code HEALPOD10 at checkout to save 10% on your order yes anyways yeah so current events we have aew stuff that's been happening i've been i've watched a few bits and pieces on youtube i haven't really had a lot of time to watch it this week wednesday or thursday i'm definitely gonna have to take a look at it but i'll have to watch it somewhere else because i don't have sling anymore right uh this week it's gonna be uh tag team appreciation night Sponsored by FTR. Oh, yay. More tag team matches. Uh, the <laughs> world tag team titles will be on the line when Kenny and Hangman defend against Jurassic Express, Luchasaurus, and Jungle Boy. That's exciting. Uh, we're also getting the TNT title on the line. Cody defends against Scorpio Sky. That should be a fucking barn burner. That should be a good one, yeah. Um, Sky's solid. And then obviously more tag team matches. Uh, AW's been really good. Uh, last week, I really enjoyed uh, Best Friends and Santana and Ortiz. Santana and Ortiz then uh, defaced Sue's van, Trent's mom, uh, which was a very funny segment. Um, it, it's And they did really good in, in the ratings, too. Obviously, the demo, they did good. And then they had like 908 uh Viewers, viewers, ninety-eight thousand viewers. Yeah, so it looks like AEW's going back up, NXT's going back down. So everybody's seems to be, and and we got, we finally got the AEW figures. They're on some are on the shelves. Other, it's hard, but like I said on Twitter, you got the Kenny Omega. I got the Kenny Omega for for little Tommy. That was his treat for doing so well at Children's Hospital. So um, they're there. Just look, like I said on Twitter, Instagram. Don't give up. Everybody's getting my pissed. Walmart's. Yesterday, I went in the Walmart I went to here. We have a couple, but one of them, the one I went to, had the belt and the uh, like cheaper toy ring, yeah. not real scale. They don't really and sell I, the real scales. I had Walmart. seen those, like the ring. I sent you a picture of it when I was at Walmart a couple of weeks ago. I've seen yeah. that, and I saw the belt in plenty, like every Walmart I've went to. Actually, our Walmart here didn't have the belt, but they had like six or seven rings. And they had three yeah. full pegs of figures. So, and and also right now the Brandy figure, it, the only people that have that are the ones that ordered from Ringside Collectibles, because she didn't ship for some reason in the Walmart shipments. But they said that the next round she will be in. So all the cases came with two Kenny figures. So Kenny's the easiest one to get, it seems like right now. But we'll see how long that lasts because on Twitter that seems to be the most popular. Yeah, of all of them because I mean a lot of people already have Cody in other forms, and yeah, uh, and like my kids have the Bucks from the figure toy company, 
with the green cash outfits. It's going to be hard to go and not just buy all of them. And oh, like hard. me, I know I'm 27, but I'm probably going to open it and play with it. Yeah. Straight uh, up. Tommy, <laughs> like opened, to, Tommy opened Kenny in the, in the Jeep. He, he was like, I'm not waiting. I want this. Fuck, I want the figures. Damn yeah. it. I'm going to call all the Walmarts again today and see if they got the truck in. Cause they had the pegs. Yeah. They just weren't there. Um, and I had the bucks in the cart, but I had to put them back. I was like, I can't justify $60 on wrestling figures today. Yes, you can, Tommy. Hush. I can, I can but I can't. <laughs> sling those. some drinks. Sling some drinks better, man. Yeah. Come on, make that tip money. Um, but I, I wanted to go ahead and talk about Talking Shop of Mania because it's almost two weeks old now. Uh, yeah, that's all you. Take well, it. I'll, I'll be you in the watched it, right? I I didn't get to finish it. I watched half. So you didn't watch the Boner Yard match? No, I'm. I I did not see it. I apologize. Man, you, I, you I'm gotta I'm watch gonna it, watch dude. it. I'm gotta gonna watch, watch it. it. It's thirty minutes. The Boner Yard match? Yeah. Is, oh, so I'm like right, almost at it. You're now. almost at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was only like an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, it was just. It's if you listen to Talking Shop, which we do. Um, it's it's like there's it's like their podcast, but in a in a wrestling event. It's fucking just so it's, goofy. It's ridiculous. It's goofy. The fucking Nature Boy Paul but, Lee, yeah, with the headlock. The Nature Boy Paul Lee. He's just headlocking uh, throughout ooh, the whole ooh, show, just ooh, all over the place. Ooh, yeah, yeah. At the pool. Oh my god, it's so fun. And you got Swoggle as a what? What did they call him? Just. Swoggle Rider or something. I don't remember, but Brian Pillman Jr. Alumni of the show was there. I was Uh, hoping he was going to win that match, but then I was like, no, it has to be uh, what's his name's mom. (laughs) Fucking Alex Kozlov. Um, Alex Kozlov's mom. Yeah, we got Rory Fox versus Swoggle. To uh, it was kind of a payback for his match with Cardona, aka Zack Ryder, when he ripped his trousers and his balls were hanging out. Um, that was fun. Uh, our boy David Penzer was the ring announcer. It was great. Teddy Long was there, which was fucking awesome. He's here to get a fucking payday. I just love how fucking entertaining it was. It was so fucking stupid, it, so ridiculous. It was, but it was like perfect wrestling comedy because it just made fun of wrestling. Yeah, it was so good. And the spot when uh, uh, Brian Myers is playing figures with Gallo's kid. But you can see, mm-hmm. yeah. you can see the fucking Bud Light Lime beside him. He's drinking, yeah. playing with figs. Uh, yeah, it was just fun and entertaining, and 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 good little segments. You know, Sex Ferguson with the trucker dick pills and trying to get uh, Scott Demore to sign him to Impact. You don't need Chad too bad. I'm where the money is. You can pay me in dick pills. Uh, and then you get the segment with Chad too bad and Scott Demore. That's fun. Uh, but the boner yard match that's what that's what it was all about that's what everybody was waiting for and it was the main event oh my god like the was boner yard any, match like, was there serious wrestling in it at all or was it <laughs> no. mostly just goof it was goof and i mean okay it's the perfect parody of the boneyard match because they were there they knew yeah. how it was done and it was this was even i mean cinematic it was done very well it was shot well uh and they're just like doing Do the Undertaker really thing. You can beat me? <laughs> the Undertaker <laughs> voice was, "You said that I couldn't do this." Oh yeah, the <laughs> promo he cuts. Yeah, yeah. But then uh, Sex Ferguson's down, and 
looks like he's out for the count and Chad too bad's like, you should have sold like that in New York. We never would have lost our jobs. <laughs> and uh, Mike, Mike Bennett shows up and gives Sex Ferguson some pills and they're like, what did he just give Ferguson? And <laughs> Ferguson pops up and does the Uncle Terry comeback. Huge. Because of the boner pills? Yeah. And oh my God, it is just, it's too much fun. So if you haven't seen it, you can obviously get the replay at Fight TV because I can't even do it justice by talking about it. You just have to see it. If you're a fan of just wrestling in general, but also you know that it's not real, you can enjoy it. And like the inside jokes, because it's mm-hmm. all inside, oh, you yeah. know, goofy wrestling jokes. You kind of got to know the history of the talking shop and the boys leaving yeah. the Fed and all that, but it's like, if you oh. know that, it's just the perfect comedy. And then also in the Bunner Yard match, you get a quote-unquote flashback to uh, two or yeah two years ago, and it's Gallows and Anderson in the Bucks in a hotel, which it was clearly shot a couple of weeks. Oh before yeah, this. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, it, it was on BTE as well, wasn't it? Yeah, they had a little clip of of it on BTE, yeah. but it it was a, like a different scene. So it's them yeah. like going to their hotel before they re-signed with the Fed is what it's supposed to be. And it's before AEW, but they're like laying the groundwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, they're like, we're going to have this company. Yeah, but it is It's going to really be on shot, TNT. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it was fun. It was so good stuff. It so watch that. Uh, what else is up in the news? Uh, Raw last week, I was – forced basically by wrestling twitter to watch it because there was this thing called raw underground and i'm like oh what's this brawl yeah. for all 2.0 all right i'm into this let's see what this is about shane mcmahon is in the, some warehouse with a ring with no post or ropes all uh matt riddle's blood sport <laughs> from a couple of summers ago or a couple of wrestlemania seasons ago um and i turned it on just for that and as soon as I saw what it was, I turned it off because it was fucking stupid. Yeah. I so thanks it be for making good. me tune in, WWE Raw. Yeah. That's that. Let me see here. <laughs> Let's see what we got for SummerSlam 2020 here real quick. Let's check that out. I know there's a couple of matches. I looked at it earlier. We got the Street Profits versus Andrade and and Angel Garza for the Raw Tag Titles. We mentioned that last week. Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton for the WWE title. Apollo Crews versus MVP for the U.S. title. Dominic Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. Uh, Sasha Banks versus TBD. And then Bailey versus winner of the Triple Brand Battle Royal. Let me see what's up with TakeOver 30 because that one I'm definitely more interested in. You know, I never thought I'd see the day where I just don't care about SummerSlam. Yeah. Bronson Reed versus Damian Priest versus Kushida or Cameron Grimes or TBA versus TBD versus TBD. So the big ladder match for the North American Championship. U.S. Rye versus Dakota Kai for the NXT Women's Championship. I don't know if you're allowed to say that anymore. It's just the NXT title. And Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee or whatever his name is. McAfee. McAfee, yeah. That's, Former I guess that's really Former of the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Did you yeah. see the video of Adam Cole on his show? No. When he, they tried to make it look like a shoot, and I could oh. tell immediately that it was a fucking work. 
and then yeah confirmed by McAfee showing up on NXT Wednesday and Triple H saying if you want revenge you can have a match with Adam Cole at TakeOver and I'm like oh man come on you could have at least blurred the fucking lines of kayfabe a little bit by not fucking giving this match so soon you gave it away that it's a fucking work yeah yeah it is what it is it's the fed at least Triple H does a good job somewhere yeah he does a good job, but AEW is obviously where it's at now. That's – and I also wanted to mention, too, that they, I've always been a fan. When I watch WCW, it always reminds me, but the smaller ring, the AEW, the Impact, the WCW, I like that ring so much more. I like the ropes. They're, like, thicker. Mm-hmm. I like the turnbuckle pads. The smaller ring has always been my more favorite. I like the Fed's ring, but it's I like 20 the by smaller 20. ring. It's too fucking big. Yeah, it's huge. But then in some cases, it's like maybe that's big enough for some of the high spot stuff, like mm-hmm. like TLC. TLC yeah. is possible in a 20 by 20. Yeah. But, you know, um, I just I like the smaller rings. I, and the AEW ring is my favorite ring on the market right now, I yeah. got to say. Not just because I'm biased with that, but, you know. I have always wondered what it would be like to see, like, the Bucks and Kenny in a 20 by 20. Like, what yeah. could they do with a bigger ring? Japan's 20 by 20, isn't it? Is it? it- it, it might be. It seems bigger. It seems it might bigger. Be. Yeah, it could be. But the New know. Japan ring has the boxing corners. I've never yeah. been a fan of that. Yeah, I like the WCW slash AEW turnbuckle pads. Those, like, bigger, thicker ones. I always like the WCW house show rings with the aprons, the purple and gold aprons. Oh, yeah, those are sweet. Yeah. Yes, I watched some sick. of those on YouTube. I like watching yeah. those videos. That's fun. Those handheld days i don't know not uh, i mean oh jericho has banned jim Cornette from reviewing I was just reading that aw yeah. dynamite yeah uh, he just keeps on with with the gold yeah oh we also uh, get uh orange cassidy versus jericho too this week on dynamite. this week they did the debate with eric bischoff that was cool i like to see that i i will uh say i did call that but Obviously, I didn't do it on the show, so I guess it doesn't count. But I told Amanda, I said, Bischoff's going to be the moderator. And she was like, how do you know? And I'm like, because I know. Because I know shit, woman. It just just made sense. They had just had the Tony Khan and Eric Bischoff little meetup. Yeah. So I just assumed it was going to happen. Well, I guess that's about it for current stuff. We We can can cut there and move on to SummerSlam 2000 now. This yeah. is a longer show than we've done in a long time, but we're trying to make up for last week. Well, uh, after this video, watch the SummerSlam 2000 review, and at the end of that one, you'll hear all the plug skis, because that is the actual end of the audio version and the final video for the day. So, yes. tune into the next episode of Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast in the same day, the triple header. SummerSlam 2000. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash auto refi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. 
To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. All right, and welcome back to the final episode of August 10th or 11th. Whatever today is, is it? I got to get this right. The 10th. I think it's the 10th. It's the 10th. It's the 10th. The final episode of the Hills and Quads, August 10th, 2020, triple header. This is the SummerSlam 2020 review. We are almost 20 years away from this. We are about 13, 17 days 17 Correct. more days until the actual 20-year anniversary of SummerSlam 2000. But this will live on on YouTube and podcast platforms forever. And like all the other videos today, it is sponsored by Fully Loaded Tobacco Free Dip. To FullyLoadedChew.com ski. Use coupon code HEELPOD10 at checkout to save 10% on your order. They got killer prices. They even have a membership if you're a Total Dipper and you want to get off the tobacco stuff, me and Tommy are going to transition to this, and you should too. So go to fullyloadedchew.com and use coupon code HEELPOD10 at checkout. Right. Anyways, we last week we covered Fully Loaded 2000, so <clears throat> it's only right to continue with our 2000 journey and do SummerSlam 2000 because this is a great show, 10 matches on it, and... It had a lot of moments that kind of go down in history, I guess. Well, two of them, but the TLC match and then, of course, the main event is a classic, I guess now you can say. The show opens with, and I can, and I have the Wikipedia page, and I have, of course, the 411 Mania page uh, posted by Scott Keith, July 24th, 2002. The Smart Retro Repost, SummerSlam 2000, 411 it was retro, even though it's from 18 years ago, and the show was only two years old, but it's still the retro. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> um, the video package that opens it, kind of like the classic, it's almost like a WrestleMania intro. You got classy uh, Freddie Blassie sitting there, chilling. Yeah, and if you... If you watch the Bash of the Beach 2000 episode today, this one will move a little quicker because we kind of yeah. stayed on that one a, a little long. But the opening match is Right to Censor versus Too Cool and Rikishi. This was – Val Venus was not in Right to Censor just yet. Not yet. Bull Buchanan, the good father, and Steve Richards. He's real close, though, because he's kind of turning here. And, he's, and it, later on, we have a match with Val, and he's wearing the white trunks, yeah. the white boots. Yeah, which I really liked, actually. I thought they looked uh, Bull a little too much like briefs for me, but... Like whitey tighties. Fair enough. Yeah. Right center and two cool six-man tag match opener. Four minutes, 57 seconds. Not bad. Not it bad. Just, it wasn't quite the opener that was the Hardy Boys and... TNA. TNA. Mm-hmm. I fully loaded 2,000, but it was uh, it was good enough. It was yeah. just quick, 
easy. You get the pops. You get the too cool music, you know. Oh, man, they, really, they were still so over here. That's what blows my mind. They were never not over. They were over the entire time, man. It sucked when they turned Rikishi later on this year when he was the one that ran over Stone Cold and he did it for I the I did rock. it for the rock. I did it for the rock. Like, the rock imitates him. Uh, and then we get... Road Dog versus X Pac. I feel like this one's missing backstage segments again too, but I eh. think it was just uh it's whatever. It was like Stephanie yeah. and Triple H or something. Yeah. Road Dog and X Pac. That ran four minutes and thirty one seconds. X Pac defeated Road Dog. By the way, the right to censor defeated too cool because they were on a tirade. X Pac defeated Road Dog four minutes thirty one seconds. This was fairly action packed for four minute four and a half minutes. You know, it was it was kind of at that crumbling point of DX. Yeah. Like, they're kind of just, like, slowly getting rid of it. And I will say, booking here at this time period made, like, everything kind of made sense. And there were stories for everything. There was a reason everything was happening. That, so it was, I mean, like we said last week, or the week before, that ninety late 96, all the way through the Ruthless Aggression era, I mean, solid card. Booking made story. sense. Yeah. Next match, story. Next match, story. Yep. There's and, a reason and, for everything. And here, it's it's it was always weird to see DX go head to head, and it, it happened yeah. a few times, especially like, at uh, the time. Road Dog and and Billy Gunn having matches. They did the Mania match, and uh, yeah. here with X Pac and Road Dog. I did I did want to say about the one spot where X Pac's like really they're really working. They're wrestling, and then. X-Pac does the little where you lay on top and then spin around. And you like, dance around, yeah. yeah, like amateur stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's just those little like nuggets those... like that, you know, yep. that makes matches worth watching. And then he watching. slaps his head. Yeah. He's, he's say, proving that he's the better, bash. better wrestler, shoot wrestler. wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. better amateur guy. And, yeah, so anyways, X-Pac defeated Road Dog. It was a fun little match to watch. You don't need to skip it if you watch the show. I would have liked it to be a little longer. Like nine or ten minutes, maybe? Yeah. Eight, eight to ten would have yeah. been good. Give it a, give it a, give it a little more, more time. Uh, then we get Eddie Guerrero and China defeating Trish Stratus and Val Venus. For the Intercontinental title. For the inter- Yeah, because booking was booking made sense, but at the same time, it was a little wonky sometimes. Yeah. Whoever gets the pen gets the title. And we had seen yeah. it before. So, I mean, it's not that not that out there, but it was still weird. But it was cool to see China win the IC title. So. And Eddie Guerrero and China, the Latino heat thing, man. Mamacita. I love it. Mamacita. I love Eddie and China. They were like the perfect duo. He took her to prom that one time. <laughs> like, dude, I loved Eddie and China. Their it was segments such a good combo. were fucking hilarious. Because Eddie was fucking good, man. So was, was China. So China good. will yeah, never yeah. get the credit she deserves. She was no. fucking top notch. No. Here with really Eddie, good. before with Mark Henry, and then before that, of course, with Triple H. I mean, she yeah. c- she could make a program fucking work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a fun little match to watch. Seven minutes and four seconds. Trish was still, like we said last week, she was a little green, but... Greener than goose shit. Everybody... Everybody kind of helped and did the work. Eddie and Val was great. But, yeah, it was a, it was a fun match to watch. Not bad. And, uh, yeah. And then we get the 
storyline for Jerry Lawler and Taz because Taz is picking on JR and uh-huh. being a douche and he screwed up his eye and Lawler stepped up for him. And, you know, this one, it was only four minutes and 21 seconds. Jerry defeated Taz after Taz put Jerry Lawler in the sleeper after the ref bump. And then JR smashes that candy jar on Taz's head, busts him open, busts his hand open. Wide open. <clears throat> yeah. And then uh, that's when <clears throat> Lawler gets the pin. And it was just a real feel-good moment. The crowd was hot for that, too, and hot for the King. But it, that... it, was, it was cool to see JR get involved because he's always been that straightforward, you know, commentator, calls it down the yeah. middle for the most part, obviously a babyface commentator. But it, it was cool that, you know, the King was sticking up for his co, co-commentator. His buddy, man, uh, yeah. You know, and, and then JR's like, okay, I've seen enough. You know, he puts him in the TAS mission, and then that's when – the camera pans to Jr. He takes off his headset and yeah, yeah. It was, as soon it was as a he great gets spot. up, the crowd goes wild. Yeah, too. they're yeah. like, "Fuck yeah, yeah!" It was Dude, awesome. Jr. Man, he he's never not going to be over. As much as I like Shivani and I like the WCW announced team, there never, never, ever, ever will be another better announced team than Jr. and the King. Sorry, the duo, and, and, I don't think it'll ever happen. And that's the classic, you know, when we grew up. I, I mean, obviously, I got to enjoy Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan or and Gorilla and, and all that. And uh, the body, but. Yeah. And up until, the, you know, w- once JR and Jerry were done, that classic team that you always watched every week was over. Yeah. I mean, now it's just like, oh, man, you can't even stand to listen to commentary anymore on on in the fed yeah it's not michael cole can't carry all of it uh he, then we he's get not Steve. he's not bad all the time i think we're a little harsh on cole sometimes no that's why i said he can't carry all of yeah. it because he's the only one that's like the experienced guy i like when they throw random people in there sometimes but i mean it's just like you know anyways i could just do without the big dog and it's boss time yeah vintage Jordan, yeah. like that kind of shit i'm yeah i'm over that but he, he's good at what he does we get steve blackman and shane mcmahon for the hardcore title 10 minutes and 17 seconds this is and, obviously uh, a classic steve blackman was always one of my favorites when i was a kid too because <laughs> i felt like he was the lethal weapon yeah or, isn't that what it was the lethal weapon yeah steve yeah. yeah and uh <laughs> And he brings the kendo stick. And, uh, yeah, him and Shane, he beats the hell out of Shane pretty much the whole time. You know, T- uh, Tess and Albert get involved. Uh, but, yeah, he beats the hell out of Shane. Shane always has – back around this time, he had good hardcore matches. But, of course, the big deal here is the spot off the Titan Tron. Shane climbs up it. Blackman's hitting him with the kendo stick. In the legs. Hits him, and he finally just just falls back and – Dude, that is that is scary. Because it's yeah. like, what if you miss, man? And that was you know? a long fall. That was a big drop. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I, Blackman I, does the elbow on him. I was always kind of curious as to why Vince was would would be okay with this after you know, obviously the Owen Hart fall. It, I, I would think those those long kind of drops like that would kind of be nixed by that by that point yeah well 
maybe it was because Shane's like, come on, dad, I promise it's all good. Maybe it's because it's, maybe it's because it's not an accident. It's coordinated. Yeah. Like, it's like, this is what's going to happen. It's all set up. I'll show, I'm sure he's like, I'll show you real quick, dad. It's going to be good. You know? And Vince probably did it as well because they always said Vince would do stuff like the stunts before he would let anybody else do it. Vince falling off. That would be amazing to see. I'd love to see Shit, pal. But yeah, anyway, Steve Blackman beats the hell out of Shane and then he knocks him off Titan Tron, then hits him with the elbow drop, gets the one, two, three, and wins the hardcore championship. And then, of course, we see Stephanie backstage worried about Shane. And then Angle comes and he's like, it's going to be okay. He just, he bumped his kisser or something. <laughs> and then Mick Foley walks in and he's like, am I interrupting? And then she's like, no, you're not interrupting. Cause she's like playing dumb. Like yeah. as if we're just, she friends. doesn't realize. Yeah. We're just friends. Uh, and then we get Crispin Benoit defeated Chris Jericho in a two out of three falls match, two to one. He gets a cheap, cheap win on the third fall, 13 minutes and one seconds. These guys always had, great yeah. matches but this is one of them right here it's yeah just kind of quick uh the cross face gets jericho on the first one yep and then the walls of jericho for the second mm-hmm. one right and then the weird roll-up sequence and then benoit's got the rope for the third fall yeah because benoit's a heel here so it makes sense yeah but it's an action-packed match both these dudes are coming off main event matches at the pay-per-view before and so they put on a good show here and technical submission style wrestling, but also lots of compound moves, man, because yeah. these guys are good. So I also watched the, uh, the first part of the next night on raw and they open with Jericho and the APA versus Benoit and, uh, TNA, which wasn't oh, okay. a bad match cool. either. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I kind of wanted to see how it opened the next night before we talked about it. I always remember back in the day watching, I couldn't wait for the opening of Raw after a pay-per-view because I was like, you get to see who's champion. Because yeah. sometimes I didn't see the scrambled channel match. Right, you know? so, right, right, right. And sometimes, you know, not everybody still had internet in 2000. It was still kind of, especially yeah, around, around here. I had just, I yeah. just moved to Mountain Home, so it was kind of, like we had it and then we didn't have it for a while and it was dial up and it was shitty and it took forever to load WWE.com or WWE.com. Yeah. And then we get the first ever TLC match went 18 minutes and 38 seconds. Edge and Christian defeated the Dudley boys and the Hardy boys. If you ever noticed Edge and Christian won the, won all of the first three TLC because the triangle ladder match turned into a TLC match right. essentially at WrestleMania 2000. But they won that, they won this, and they won TLC too. But the idea for TLC is great. And this is one I had some notes on, or not notes, but I just wrote down TLC was well coordinated. That was a lot of big spots, dude. Like Bubba going through the four tables, Matt falling backwards through the, the two tables, or yeah, the two tables outside, Jeff doing the Swanton and missing. Um, them hanging from the the titles and getting hit with ladders. I mean, it was just very, it was just very well coordinated because there's so much shit that could go wrong. You know, yeah. you could hit your head on the bar- on the barricade. You could miss the tables going off. You could not, 
your leg not extend and get to the rope and sack yourself, you know? Like, there was just – there's a lot of stuff in TLC that could go wrong, but these guys are professionals, and they did a killer job at TLC. And this one – I I think I like – it's hard to pick if I like TLC one or two better. I don't know which one I for sure like better, but this one is just – Straight-up five-star match, man. I honestly think out of all of them, this one was my favorite. I Like you said, I thought it was the best coordinated one of them. I think yeah. just the way it was put together, the way it came off on camera, this one looked the best. And the table spots, you yeah. know, it's just – it's nuts, man. And it's just action constantly. Shit's happening. Jeff, of course, has to hurt himself. He has he to miss and, and screw himself does. up, you know. But that's Jeff Hardy. They're always taking risks like that. But this, this is definitely one, if you've never seen it, you have to watch it. Yeah, if you've never seen it, then you need to see it to call yourself a fan, I feel yeah. like, because it's kind of a big – this is like a big piece of history here as far as ladder matches and shit like that go. So TLC, man, that's where it's at. And then we get a little popcorn match here. The Cat defeated Terry in a stink face match. This is an, this is the one that I wrote. Women's wrestling has come a long way. Yeah, it was three minutes and seven seconds. Three minutes and seven seconds too long. And I also noted Lawler is amazing on commentary because I don't remember what it was, but throughout the show he just gets excited about certain things. Yes. Yeah. And when he gets excited, it's funny hearing him. But he's going here, kitty, 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 here, kitty, kitty, kitty. He's such a purr. Now I'm trying to remember if they were already married at this point or not. He, they were probably, I mean, they were together, right? Yeah. Because he's obviously, like, and then they, they get married, and then uh, she gets fired, he quits. Yeah. And then they bring yeah. him back that's after Heyman... they split. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So that's WrestleMania 17, or X7. Yes, yes. Yeah, so we're, we're getting to that point, if they're not there. already. Uh, so, yeah, the cat defeated Terry. Mm. Nothing to talk about there. Yeah. Stink face match. Yeah, whatever. Kane versus Undertaker was a no DQ match, 7 minutes and 33 seconds. It ended in a no contest, and this is – I wrote a note on this just to say, Kane and Taker is an easy match to book. It's a formula yeah. that works. Why not do it? That's you know literally works. That's literally all it was. It was just – Probably don't have anything works. else for either one of them at this point. Exactly. It's so SummerSlam. Just... You need to see both. Yeah. Because they were t- they were tagging before this, and then on Raw, uh, either a week or two before this is when Kane is like, uh, he comes out and helps Shane. Yeah, and there and he gets the microphone, and they're like, "Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that to your brother?" And he's like, "Because I'm a monster." So you're getting yeah. Kane going back to that original place and not having emotions for people like he did with X Pac and. The other Tory and Tory, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, it was a it was a fun little brawl to watch. They beat the hell out of each other. Undertaker yeah, keeps Undertaker. going for the mask. Yeah, he breaks a gets piece it. off and then takes the mask off. And that's, <clears throat> that this is the first glimpse you get to see of Kane without his mask. And there's a picture that's online and so from a fan, and they had got they snapped a picture of Kane coming out of the ring, and you can see his full face. So at this point, you can see old Glenn. That was the mayor of Knox County. Yeah. Uh, you can see his face for the first time, but on the on the actual event, you only see like a little bit. So I don't even think yeah. here you could tell that it was 
Dr. Isaac Ankum, DDS. Looking, yeah. yeah. But I was man, definitely trying to see how well you could see it. At this point, that was a big deal to even see a little bit of his face because everybody wanted to know who he was and what he looked like. Did he, you know what I, did he look exactly like The Undertaker? I forgot to mention, we're in Raleigh, North Carolina here at the Raleigh Entertainment and Sports Arena. 17,002 people. Which is a huge city for a big event to be at, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's why I always thought that the Hardys should have won TLC here because they were in their, their home state. state, and that would have been a huge babyface pop, but you got to get the big heel boo for Edge and Christian. Because I feel like they probably – fans went into it going, oh, the Hardys got to win. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh-oh. And then we get the main event, The Rock. 20 minutes and 11 seconds. We got tech diff going on here. Let's see. Uh, okay, we're back. We good? We good? Yep. Okay. Yep. All right, I want to make okay. sure. <laughs> it was it was froze for a second again. All right, yeah. The Rock, Triple H, Kurt Angle, Triple Threat match for the WWF title. You're not froze. I see. <laughs> I see you. Uh, this is over Kurt, – Kurt and Triple H is over Stephanie, whereas The Rock is just the champion. It's like them and the Stephanie thing, and then it's like The Rock's champ, so let's make it a triple threat because they both pinned Jericho in that match on SmackDown to be number one contender. And, and they're kind of working together because that's mm-hmm. how you're going to beat The Rock. But the weeks leading up, yeah. they're both screwing each other to get to Stephanie before the other one can. Yeah, exactly. It's very weird. It was a weird storyline, but it was good. Kurt Angle comes out first, cuts the little promo. Then Triple H comes out. They start brawling. And then that's when they go outside. Triple H does the pedigree on the table and Kurt Angle's head hits the ground. And I believe he was actually concussed here. Probably. And and they kind of had to do the curveball because I could see Triple H talking to him. And then Rock comes out and I think they kind of just go, hey, we got to wing this because yeah. he's actually hurt. But Triple H, that dude is a professional in every way, but you could just see he handled the situation. Him and The Rock handled the situation the best they could. Ring even generals. to the point where, yeah, even to the point where they're taking Kurt back and Triple H just, just for storyline hits him a couple times yeah. and then The Rock takes him out just to make it look that much better, you know? But, and then they, Triple H and Rock have a killer match, but I feel like the real action, like, was when Kurt comes back and it's him and Rock. Yeah. And that was, like, he's... it was all good, but. He's on the stretcher, and then he's in the back, and Stephanie's like, you got to go out there and help Triple H, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he comes running back out. And him and Rock get after it, and you see some Rock bottoms, and you see the pedigree and all that. The sledgehammer's involved. And then uh, eventually the Rock hits angles outside. Triple H is down. He hits the people's elbow, gets the one, two, three, and retains the title. Because the people's elbow has got to be the finish. Yeah, that's the only thing I don't like about it, is the fact that the people's elbow is not a – it's not a brutal finisher by any means. I think it it was always – like, even in the video games, it was always the signature move. It was never the finisher. Yeah, the rock bottom is the finisher. Exactly. And it's a more believable finish. Yeah. 
let's just go ahead and plan on next month. We'll do Unforgiven 2000 yeah. for sure because yeah. I want to keep that going because yeah, Unforgiven 2000 is pretty good. This month, I figure we do New Blood Rising and then we do some more Summer Slams. Next week, let's just do New Blood. Yeah. Just New Blood and focus yeah. on that. Just and then one. we'll do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just do that. This is two it's, hours it's a little, now. It's a little cram packed. Yeah. So we'll do New Blood Rising next week and then we'll pick some summer i'll pick one you pick one okay you there pick first since that. i kind of already did the graphic for new blood rising so that was my well, choice i was gonna say today i was gonna say hey let's do new blood rising okay. so kind of read each other's mind but anyways that's it yeah SummerSlam 2000 go watch that uh that is a great show i always i'm still a little upset i didn't buy that from hastings when they were closing and there's a little preview of the graphic Oh, my! is that my eyes? Yeah. That is me. Interesting. I'm, All right, I'm still cool. trying to get the Vampiro face paint on you on that. All right. Working on it. Uh, so follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, Heels and Quads on Twitter, Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. Subscribe wherever podcasts are found. Subscribe here on YouTube. Thumbs up. Do all that YouTube shit, too. This Hit is the third video. Hit that notification. <laughs> Hit that bell notification. I know some people say they're not getting notifications. And shout, uh, shout out to all the people who just hap- happen upon these videos, by the way, because our YouTube yeah. members are steadily going up, and I love it. Yeah, subscribe, like, tell your friends, tell your enemies, do all that stuff. Uh, FullyLoadedChew.com, coupon code HEALPOD10 at checkout to save 10%. CallOurNoblebrain.com, coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps at checkout, save 10%. Uh, Go Green Hemp, coupon code Heels and Quads and all caps at checkout saves 15%. Mancanwine.com, coupon code Heels and Quads and all caps at checkout saves 25%. And free and shipping. Follow, and free shipping. And follow us everywhere and subscribe, like. Patreon.com slash Heels and Quads. Sign up. Yeah. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads and get your podcast t-shirt merchandise extravaganza mclarge huge mclarge huge and yeah we'll talk to you guys next week with new blood rising wcw 2000 continues tell your friends tell your enemies we'll talk to you next time Bye. bye a little flexibility can go a long way by refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash auto refi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.